What up? Good morning. Welcome to the Do It For The Ground podcast with your certified host, Indian Grand Coach, Milton Stewart. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is not for Instagram. This is for make better choices in our lives. So welcome, welcome. Podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach, Milton Stewart. And as you just heard, that is one of my mentees who I got to kind of help do the intro song so you can hear their voice. So this episode is kind of going to segue us into um, the next series, but it's really about combating COVID-19's isolation and social distancing with the Enneagram. So we're talking about somatically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, different things you can do in this um, crazy time that we're in right now. And try to make the best of it. Well, don't try, but actually make the best of it. And so it's definitely some real fear and anxiety going on all around the place. And it kind of makes people react and act very differently. Um, and a lot of this fear is a self-preservation instinct. And the next series, I'm going to talk about instincts because I thought about it. Um, it's going to be very important because even though we did the passions, it's going to be very important for you to understand the instincts before we jump into the different subtypes for sure. So right now, the self-preservation instinct, which is kind of means like the survival, safety, comfort is at an all-time high right now because of COVID-19. So this brings out a lot in different people and especially for people who the self-pres instinct is at the top, which is mine. And so like as a seven, like I overly prepare, I overly order stuff. Like I've been shipping stuff to the house like early before things ran out of stores. I'm kind of like not a doomsday prepper at all, but like I'm definitely ready. I've ordered quite a bit of stuff in preparation if something was to happen with anything from health stuff to toilet paper, tissue and all those things and food for sure. So it's at an all time high right now, but that self-preservation instinct, it drives us. And remember instincts, it's like animalistic. It's like that automatic response to something in life before you get to your emotions, before you get to your brain, it's an instinct and it's automatically responding. And the thing about instincts is that they don't negotiate. They automatically respond unless we have something to slow them down. But at this time, the instinct and drive is so high, the self-preservation instinct, the survival for the instinct for survival for ourselves and thinking about making sure I have what I need and or my family has what I need, my small unit. We get a little crazy. I was at the grocery store and um, I could definitely see emotions and instincts flaring up with each other. Luckily, nothing came of it. But um, we have to remember in these times that those things are happening. People are ordering way too much and being overly selfish in a certain sense. But it's instinct that is um, driving a lot of this and not just necessarily they're trying to be personally selfish, though it can be the case. But a lot of times it's this instinct that's driving us. And if we don't realize it, it'll control and do whatever we whatever it wants to do compared to us making actually a really good decision for ourselves and those around us. So my thought for that is have empathy for others. 
people freak out in different ways. Some people freak out by literally doing nothing. They're like, no, we're good. It's all good. But in actuality, they're still freaking out. It's just their response to freaking out means that I'm going to act like nothing's wrong. I'm going to chill. It's going to be all good. I remember um, probably two weeks ago, I was at a church service on Wednesday and I was wiping down everything on the pew. I was just wiping everything. And one of the people beside me, she said, are you OCD? I said, no, I'm just being safe. And she looked at me and she said, what? I said, I'm not paranoid. Or maybe I am, but I'm not OCD anything. I'm just making sure I'm safe because I had Clorox wipes and everything. Just wiping down stuff I wouldn't even touch. It's just around me. <laughs> and she's a seven, probably a social seven. And she's like, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to, you know, if I'm dying, I'm going to die. And I was like, mm. I said, that's a typical seven response. And she looked at me and was like, oh, I was like the initial response. I would say that. Um, and so after that, she wanted to hear a little bit more. And so we kind of talked about it more in depth. Um, but that's that sometimes it can be that personality or instinct response to go exactly with that without thinking about all the ramifications, especially for a seven. And so you have these different waves of um, responses. So you see different things on Instagram where it's like, this is how this person responds with this. This is how this number responds with this. To be honest, what I see is you go through waves and you don't respond directly like they would say, like a seven is like, ooh, let me find the best deal so I can go travel. No, I'm not even close to thinking about that. I'm total opposite. I'm like, where can I get up in this house to make sure that I'm okay for who knows how long, for at least two weeks at minimum? How can I have everything I need so I don't have to go anywhere and have to go get anything outside of my house? So I think there's waves. There's like waves of high anxiety that I have. And then there's waves of not having anxiety. It's totally cool. It's okay. I feel good. And then it's checking in with my body. Oh my goodness. Any body type of reaction. It's like, oh my gosh, what was that? Was that a burp? Was that a cough? I don't know. So it's just a whole lot going on in the brain. But as of right now, I do feel pretty, pretty good managing it. So I'm just working on that for sure. And so, but this episode, we're gonna, I'm gonna drop some tips to kind of help us navigate those and give you some ideas on things you can do so that we don't allow this fear or this anxiety to really control us and age us beyond who knows what by the time we actually get up at this self-quarantine, social distancing, isolation thing. So here we go. So the empathy for others, you have to remember when you're looking on social media, because people get upset about other people and things that they do. You have to remember, like I said, people freak out in different ways. You have people who are the jokesters. They are making the funniest memes, the funniest videos, all these different things, which can be a relief. But also at sometimes it's like you're not taking the, ser the situation serious at the same time, but you do have those empathy for the jokesters. Then you got the empathy for the crazy selfish people. There are people who maybe their self-preservation is the highest or maybe it's their repressed center, the repressed instinct, which now it's freaking out. So that's very possible too. But the crazy selfish, they're getting way too much stuff and not allowing other people to get stuff that is like hard to get and rare because it's seems to be all about them. So the crazy selfish people got to have empathy for them too and try to talk with them as well um, and hope you can get them to a point where they can share. And then um, also you got the crazy, crazy people. They're just posting all kinds of stuff. Like you don't even know what to expect. You don't know what they're going to say the next day. And these are the people sometimes that are like very conspiracy theory oriented sometimes. And I can be like that too. I mean, I'm not going to say all of what I think about what's going on with this virus on here, but you know, there's some extra stuff going on and Sometimes people can use it for political means and strength. But anyway, you got to be have empathy for the crazy, crazy people, too, that we have when it comes to these situations. Then you got the people who are the morbid sharers. They just share like the most deadliest news, like this person died and that person died. And guess what? This person was under 80 and they died. 
you got to be careful. Like it's, it's, you have those two because they have some type of attachment with the darker or the more morbid things in this world. So you had to have space for them too, because even though to me that is annoying and does not help me at all. Nevertheless, there is a place for it and you have to have empathy for those people as well. And then you have your experts and your expert sharers. So you have the people who just seem to know everything about this virus, though no one knows anything to be honest about this virus, but they are posting stuff and they're like, yeah, yeah, and this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't do. I can't believe people are doing this. Then you got your expert sharers and they're like, don't listen to all these other people. This is what a real expert says. And then they share a post from them. So you got to remember those people exist too, but we got to have empathy for them too because they're trying to get the right information out supposedly, right? And there can be some pride in it too, saying I'm releasing the real information. But nevertheless, we have to have empathy for them. We're all in this thing together. And also have empathy for yourself as well in these moments. I think I've had to like revisit empathy for myself because it just... It really helps me to remind me of how little control I actually have and how much I've been trying to control things and not have the faith that I need to have, that I proclaim I have when it comes to different things like this. So like that is huge for me, actually. Um, it's something that has kind of challenged me lately to make sure that I understand that I don't control this thing and that like my faith is much bigger than like this moment than whatever's going on and I serve almighty God. So like that is something I have to constantly remember, but also live out and not just say and proclaim and all that stuff. So it's just like, it has to be in my actions and my daily walk. So that has been a realization too, um, that has helped me. So here we go. Here are some tips for combating the social isolation, the social distancing, all these crazy things that we need to do. All right, so somatically, something that we really have to do is breathing deep and slow. And there are some amazing people on Instagram, on podcasts, when it comes to either meditation or breathing slowly and deeply. And what I mean by breathing slowly and deeply, it is similar to finding yourself a sturdy seat not something that's too comfortable, not something that's too uncomfortable, but sitting near the edge of it, having your feet flat on the ground, making sure you can feel the earth beneath you, having your hands and your arms by your side or on like your legs. And it's taking a really, really deep breath through your nose that goes through your body and then breathing out of your mouth. And when I say that breath goes through your body, you need to feel that breath going all the way down into your belly and then feel it coming from your chest back out through your mouth going through your nostrils, going through your lungs, going all the way down to your gut, and then coming right back out through your mouth, but very slowly. And then also what I want you to do is when you breathe in, try to feel the breath throughout your body. Try to feel the breath all the way down to your feet, all the way back up through your knees, your gut, your abdomen area, and back out through your mouth. And so you want to do this because a lot of times we lose touch with different parts of our bodies, especially when we are freaking out. And because somatically what's going on is that there is tension somewhere because it's either trying to tell us something or it's just animalistic instinct trying to be prepared for something that it feels like could happen. And so somatically, if we understand that we've got to figure out what's going on in our bodies and learn to relax it and figure out what's going on there first, then we'll be able to address what's going on psychologically and emotionally. But until we address it somatically, we're still going to have like a have misstep kind of thing going on. So breathing deeply and slowly is huge. And for the self-preservation, it usually the tightness ends up right under or right in the solar plexus. And so if you're able to visualize yourself 
relaxing your solar plexus kind of right below the rib area, relaxing it horizontally. That can definitely help if you're able to constantly or just continuously work on releasing that because it'll tighten up and you might not even know it. And that's like kind of a fear instinct right there, self-prayer, survival thing going on right there in your solar plex, trying to prepare you for something. So make sure that you breathe and relax that so that you're present in the moment and not trying to anticipate every single thing that's going on, especially if you're in the house isolated. If possible, and this is not possible for everyone, go outside. Obviously, don't be around nobody, right? But go outside, take a deep breath. Every day, I take a step outside, take a deep breath, try to go to the backyard, take a walk, breathe, like be away from other people, but kind of enjoy nature. Don't try to think about it too much, but just experience it. Even if it's closing your eyes, taking deep breaths, listening to the wind, feeling it hit your face, looking at the sun, or letting the rain touch you, anything. But like nature has this incredible power of like healing us, making us present to the moment, um, and taking us beyond sometimes our ability to get stuck in our heads and different parts of ourselves that isn't healthy. So try that as well. Work out. Working out is super beneficial. Hit that house workout real quick and like just see how much better you feel after you do that. And so that your body can be like, oh, okay, okay, let's work out some. So it's also good, obviously, trying to stay healthy to get your lungs, at least get your heart rate up some a little bit. And then making sure you just take care of your body. Make sure you know your body is there and like, hey, you're here. Because at home, rather you're doing business, whether you're chilling, we can do a lot of sedentary stuff and not really engage our body. But we need to because it's a part, it's a huge part of us. And remember, somatically, if we're not doing something to combat some of those natural instincts that are automatic, animalistic instincts, they will rule our lives and take over. So those are some of the things. And one of the things definitely that I would recommend too is I have a good friend. Her name is Zara, Zara Muhammad. And if you go to her Instagram, it's with Zara underscore. She does yoga and the Enneagram. It's really cool. She's a really good friend. She's a beast at it. And she does yoga and the Enneagram. And she's actually doing free and you can donate if you want, because obviously like us entrepreneurs out here, like it can be a struggle right now at this point because of COVID and all this stuff. But uh, she does like some lessons on yoga that you can do in the house while watching it to kind of help you shake off some things, release some different things that's going on in the body and some tension and some tightness, which is amazing. I actually did one the other day. I mean, I'm not as flexible for yoga. Let me be honest. Some of the positions I was like, I don't think I can do that, but I can do this. But it really helped me because some of my muscles are just so tight and tense. Uh, even for my years of running track, they're so accustomed to being a certain way. And so like doing some of that yoga really helped me to relax, which was really cool. So that's with Zara underscore at Instagram. And you can check her out there. This will also be in the links um, below so that you can, you know, go there and like click there and just see what's going on. That's Yoga and the Enneagram with Zara. And with Zara is W-I-T-H-Z-A-H-R-A underscore. All right, so here's some things you can do mentally to help yourself. It's goal time. If you don't have goals, this is the perfect time to start creating them. This is the perfect time to drop your goals down. Start jotting down some of the things you really want to accomplish, some of the places you really want to go, and then start accomplishing them. Go to the house and do them. And if you have those goals already, like I said, goals all the time, awesome. Now it's time to actually get to some of those that you can do while you're at the house and uh, get that focus on so you can be prepared. So when we do come out of this social distancing, isolation, this craziness, that you're ready to hit the ground running soon as things return to somewhat normal, which is going to be interesting to see how that works. Read some books and 
if you're a reader, then you're like, yeah, of course, I always read books. But for my people who like to just purely read digital stuff, try to grab a physical book. There is something about the physical sensation of touching a book and reading it that does more for your mind and body than just digital. There is a certain sensation or different things that your mind and your body picks up when you're reading something physical. So I definitely encourage you to read some different books. And I also will be putting on some suggestions if you're looking for Enneagram books, because people are still shipping stuff online that you can read. I have, I don't know how many books on the Enneagram, but it's probably like 20 plus. So I'll be posting things on Instagram and kind of talking about the book. And if you want to get that book on, you know, Amazon or a lot of other book places, uh, you definitely can. And I'll just kind of put those in the Instagram story so you can look and see what's up. And then the next thing mentally, self-awareness and observation. This is huge. So this is the perfect time since we have some time to ourselves or limited time with a whole lot of people. Uh, this is time to figure out what's really going on with yourself and stop observing some of your natural tendencies and patterns. And so you want to look, sometimes the pattern gets bigger and bigger as you grow and you notice like, wow, this pattern is much bigger than I ever perceived. And so first start noticing some of those small patterns you do, rather healthy or unhealthy, but just notice them first so that you can understand and get a grasp on it. And right now, one of the best patterns you can start to work on is your instincts, self-preservation, social and sexual one-to-one. And so starting to look at how some things in you operate automatically. Because sometimes your instinct, when it's automatic, you will feel 100% like what you're doing, about to say, is completely right without really questioning. Like, hmm, is this actually the best approach? Is it actually right or incorrect? Or is there multiple ways of doing this? But the instinct will make you feel like that is the only thing you need to do and it's the right thing to do. And that don't matter what number you are. So you want to address and start to pay attention to some of those automatic tendencies going on in your life. And so just do some observation and develop deeper self-awareness. This is the perfect time to do that. If you're talking about actually growing, which that's what the Enneagram is for, a growth tool, this is the time. All right, next, emotionally. Emotionally, you can watch something that's tear-jerking or moving. Now, this is huge for me as a seven because it is not a usual place that my type would like to go. But as I've done a lot of growth work, man, I am loving the tears. And by the tears, I mean like two. You know, it's kind of, I don't like, Boohoo, as I've said before, but those two tears do something deep for my soul. It's enriching. It fills me up and it allows me to be more grounded and present in the moment. And I love it. So something that's tear jerking or moving can be totally awesome for those dealing with things emotionally, for sure, especially for a lot of different types, certain types. You may need to not watch something that's super moving if you're always there in a teary mode. So be careful of that, too. And the next thing emotionally. Check on people you care about and those that you have not been in contact with for a while. I mean, like, obviously, like over the phone, Skype, Zoom, all these fun things, not necessarily like going to the house, especially if they're a little bit older. So this is one of the best things I found from this whole social distancing isolation thing. I've been able to process through my life the people that I haven't reached out to that were significant parts of my life. They're not necessarily like my best friends and all this kind of stuff, but they were people who were very significant in my growth and my life. And so I've been able to contact and reach them, which is really awesome to see how they're doing and just checking up on them. Um, and then for them to see how I'm doing as well, which has been great to catch up on. So doing that can really help you emotionally and to connect with people that our fast paced world tends to allow us to forget or just forget to reach out to or not allow us to the time to actually reach out to these amazing people. So this is another good thing. All right. And uh, spiritually, the next one is prayer. There's a lot of different ways to pray. 
There's centering prayers. There's contemplative prayers. If you need some advice or like, not advice, but I guess information on different ways to pray, you can direct message me. I can send you some different articles or some different things, but you can research it as well. Just different ways to prayer, just different ways. It's more than just like being silent and praying to God as you speak. Sometimes you just listen. Sometimes we talk too much. Actually, most of the time we talk too much. So a lot of times, some of it is just simply listening. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do with prayers. And so that is definitely one way to spiritually combat some of this isolation and social distancing as you go on and connecting with a higher power, which is something that is needed and something that I feel that we can understand how small we are when we realize it's a virus that has all of us locked in our houses or half crazy. So um there's something much greater and bigger than us that we need to connect to most definitely. And prayer helps do that. Along with that meditation, there's tons of meditation apps and different things going out there. And there's different things to focus on with meditation. I think a lot of times people think about um, meditating and it means like not thinking or not thinking about anything. No, that's, that's not it at all, actually. It's just more of a you can do a lot of meditation that focuses on certain things, that focuses on the body, that focuses on bringing yourself back to the present moment. Even though your thoughts may linger, you don't force them, you relax. And you just let them go, and let them do what they do, and then let them go away. And then you keep breathing and more thoughts come up, and that's okay. You just let them go away. If they're going to sit there for a while, it's like, hey, how you doing? And just let them go away. And so there's a lot of different things with meditation you can do. And there's a lot of great people in podcasts that are beasts with meditation. I actually saw like LeBron listening to like a breathing and meditation tape from his Instagram. I was like, that's cool. And then also let me know like, hey, people out there, these like super athletes and amazing people are like watching these. This information that we put online and can be very beneficial and helpful too, because everybody needs it. And then other spiritual practices, we're talking about reading different scriptures, depending on what your faith is, and then also singing. Oh my goodness, singing does something so wonderful for you. Uh, a joyful noise, whether you can sing or not, it can do something for you inside for sure, and just connecting you to a higher power. All right, and then the last but not least is dancing. Oh my goodness, I know everybody here listening may not dance, but dancing is something that you can do that would just, I don't know, invigorate you, bring you energy. Even if you're like a number, like, no, nah, I don't really do that dancing thing. Guess what? Close the door by yourself, turn on your favorite jam and just go for it. It don't even matter. Don't look in a mirror or nothing. Just have a good time. This is the time to do it. Why not? And so I just want to throw that in because I think dancing is super important um, for a lot of different reasons um, in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, all of it. It affects all of it, even emotionally. My goodness. All right. So Here's the one thing that hasn't been posted um, very often, I don't think. And I saw this post that my friend sent me. Wait, first of all, I am not a doctor. I am not giving medical advice. I am simply like repeating a tweet that I saw from someone. Because there's a lot of things talking about how not to get COVID-19. But it's like, what if you do? And what if the hospital is full or whatever? And so if you do, some of the things that they recommended was to hydrate. Stay super hydrated. Water, herbal tea. I do a lot of herbal tea. I have quite a bit. And I order like uh, immune boosting tea. Like so chaga mushroom tea, reishi mushroom tea, thyme leaf tea. And these different things, um, ginger root all these different things have immune boosting properties. And I definitely have like a tea kettle thing and I put it in there and I brew the thing and I drink some every day um, just to make sure that I'm combating whatever could happen or if something is happening because, you know, some people are asymptomatic. And then make sure you get some rest too. And all the different things that we're doing, make sure you get some rest. 
take a nap, enjoy this, okay, at the same time. So taking care of yourself is huge with that. And then also, I read so many conflicting things, but if you have something that reduces fever, uh, which is like acetaminophen, aka a lot of times it's Tylenol, and sometimes Advil, even though I read an article about ibuprofen not being like good for it for some reason, but nevertheless, who knows if that article is True or not, it's a very small article, but someone just delivered something to the house. But anyway, but also, so you're talking about Tylenol or Advil, something to reduce fever if you are having a fever. I have Mucinix and whatever cough or cold medicine you choose um, to take appropriately. I definitely went to Walgreens and my self-preservation and gluttony kicked in too much. And I might have bought a 68 pack of Mucinex. And uh, so I'm not taking it because I don't need it right now or anything. But it's just like the preparation phase. And I don't want to go to the store and it'd be out. So I did buy a 68 pack of Mucinex and the lady at the cash register laughed at me. It's like, you sure you want this? This costs quite a bit. And I was like, well, I'm trying to be safe over sorry. So I do have that. And local people in Memphis, if you need some mucinix, I will drop it off at your front door. I'm not going to like, don't open the door. Because, you know, if you got some, obviously we're not spreading it. But if you need a couple of pills for mucinix, because you all sick or something, I got a couple just to say the least. And then the last thing is soup it up. They talked a lot about being able to get you some soup because sometimes you may not want to digest or get anything in you. So souping it up will help to getting you some some type of your favorite soup just in preparation for it as well. And so those are just some of the tips that they had given over Twitter. I know, go figure. But just making sure you keep your body as healthy as possible in this time uh, so that we can come up out of this thing and be ready to engage with people in a beautiful way that we had not done before and not understood that we missed before uh, this all started happening. So super excited about that. And then something else that I am doing is I have, I'm going to do a Zoom virtual workshop. And right now it's going to be between 10 to $25. Haven't figured it out completely yet, but I will be going over the amazing nine types and the centers of intelligence on March 28th. Um, I'll go in depth about my archetype names for them. I have slightly different archetype names than most books and everything. I think mine's just covers the, the type a little bit better. Obviously, that's just me. But also, I'll give a strong base so people aren't confused with all the different teachings going on out here about the Enneagram. Because some things, I'll be honest, I just don't agree with that they teach out here. If it works for you, it works for you. But some things, when we talk about learning about the Enneagram, I'm talking about a tool to use it for growth. If it's not using for growth, it's nothing else but like something you read about and just move on. I'm talking about growing and developing it to become a better person. So um, I'll be teaching some things like that and giving some ground uh, work. And most of all, what would be really cool is you'll be able to interact with me with Q&A. So we'll do some questions and some answers for a while. Um, and I would absolutely love to do that, especially during this time. Let's engage ourselves. Let's like figure out like, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And let's uh, get lost in something that's really fun and engaging for us, I would say. And so I'll have more details coming up. Uh, they'll be on Instagram. They'll be on Eventbrite and Facebook and my website at kaizencareers.com. So you can find more of that information there for sure. I'm also going to start doing virtual teaching since we are like quarantined. Um, I'm working on doing those uh, via Zoom. I'm still figuring out a lot of specifics. You know, I've been adjusting a lot lately. The in-person workshop that I did have coming up, Foundation to the Enneagram, has been postponed until April 25th, crossing my fingers. If we're able to meet April 25th, which we might not be able to, which means it'll get pushed back even more. But as right now, the March 28th in-person workshop is going to be pushed back to April 25th. 
the March 28th virtual workshop will go on and the details are coming out for that. But besides all that, stay safe, happy, and healthy. If you're about to do something crazy out of your instinct or type, slow down, take a deep, slow breath and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course, and have a wonderful time. All right. See you soon. Bye. Thank you.